Former Vice President Joe Biden selected California Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate. Who is Kamala Harris? What does she stand for? And will she help Biden take the White House in November? This is Common Sense. But first, thank you for listening to the first episode of Common Sense. I am your host, Austin Coons. A little bit about this podcast and myself. In every episode, I am going to discuss current events in American politics and culture. I believe these topics are vitally important to the future of America. My background is in law enforcement. It's not in podcasting. It's not in politics. But I take a great deal of interest in these kind of topics. Like I said, I think they're important. So that's really all this is. It's me sharing my opinion. It doesn't reflect that of my agency. And I'm not even going to name the agency I work for, but it doesn't reflect the opinion of my agency. It definitely doesn't reflect the opinion of all law enforcement officers. This is just my opinion, and this is just an outlet for me to share my opinion. So if you enjoy this kind of topic, I hope you will stay with me as I try to figure this out. We can figure it out together. And with that, let's dive right into the major news for the week. Former Vice President Joe Biden selected California Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate. He is going to challenge President Trump and Vice President Pence in November. Who is Kamala Harris? What are her political views? And would she make a good vice president? So what is the media saying about Kamala Harris? Well, the New York Times and other outlets are trying to paint Kamala as a moderate. In fact, the New York Times is quoted as saying... Kamala Harris is a, quote, pragmatic moderate who spent most of her career as a prosecutor, which the prosecutor part's true. She was a prosecutor in San Francisco, and she was the attorney general of California for a time. That's kind of her background before she ran for Senate in 2016. The New York Times goes on, says, Ms. Harris has been seen throughout the vice presidential search as among the safest choices available to Mr. Biden. She has been a reliable ally of the Democratic establishment with flexible policy priorities that largely mirror Mr. Biden's. That's not exactly true, and I'll tell you why here in a second. Also, Politico quotes former President Obama, who says, Kamala Harris has spent her career defending our Constitution and fighting for folks who need a fair shake. That is also not true. And again, I'll tell you why. But first, let's dive into who Kamala Harris is politically. We need to look at the issues to see if she really helps Joe Biden with the image he's trying to put out during this election season. Does she really help Joe Biden look like the moderate option, which is really what he's been trying to do since he declared his run for president. He's tried to paint himself as the moderate option. You had a lot of Democrats running in the primary. A lot of them were very left-leaning, um, radically left. There were a few moderates, but Joe Biden has tried to paint himself as, I'm the, I'm the moderate option. I'm the most likely to beat Donald Trump in November. In the end, it came down to Joe Biden versus Bernie Sanders. And a lot of people thought Bernie Sanders was going to win. Obviously, Bernie Sanders is notoriously radically left. He's a self-proclaimed democratic socialist. He wants Medicare for all. He is probably one of, if not the most, left-leaning congressmen in America. It came down to Joe Biden versus Bernie Sanders in the end. A lot of people, again, thought Bernie Sanders was going to win. Most people knew that wasn't going to happen because the DNC was never going to let Bernie Sanders win the nomination. He's too far left. 
They knew if Bernie Sanders won, there's no way they were going to beat President Trump in November. So does Kamala Harris really help Joe Biden with that moderate image? Well, let's look at some issues. First, let's look at abortion. Abortion is a hot topic in the United States, obviously. So what does Kamala Harris believe about abortion? Well, she doesn't want to limit abortion to the first 20 weeks of pregnancy, which a lot of even pro-choice people want to do that. They think there should be an age limit to abortion. And usually they use the age limit of when the fetus would be viable if it were born at that time. Somewhere around the 20-week mark, 20 to 24 weeks is typically what you hear from the pro-choice crowd. Kamala Harris really doesn't want any restrictions on abortion. She believes in abortion up to nine months from everything I can tell, everything she has said. She thinks men need to stop telling women what they can do with their bodies. That's a common talking point in the, pro in the pro-choice crowd is, well, you're a man, so you really can't tell me what to do with my body. Eventually, we're probably going to have a show actually solely focused on the topic of abortion because I think it's an important issue. It's an issue that I'm really passionate about. I think it really is a human rights issue. I think that it is important for Americans to discuss, not just women, but all Americans to discuss because it affects our country in a lot of ways. It's a very divisive issue. I think it's something we need to talk about. Eventually, we will probably have a show solely focused on the topic of abortion, but that's for another time. So back to Kamala Harris. She doesn't believe in parental notification for minors who have abortions. So she believes a minor who is pregnant, you know, a 14, 15, 16 year old should be able to go to Planned Parenthood and terminate their pregnancy without notifying the parents, which to me is absolutely asinine. That is ridiculous. Any other medical procedure in the world, the minor has to notify their parents. So I'm not really sure why abortion is the exception to that. Kamala Harris also opposed the Born Alive Survivors Bill, which essentially said if a person goes in for an abortion, that abortion is not successful, and because of the procedure the baby is born, she does not believe that baby should be protected in that circumstance. Not quite sure what she believes should happen. I'm assuming she believes the abortion should continue as it was going to before the child was born. So apparently, Kama believes you should just be able to kill a child because, eh, you're going to do it anyway. That is crazy to me, and I'm not sure why anyone would vote for that. But to be fair, Kamala Harris was not the only Democrat to oppose that bill. A lot of Democrats opposed that bill. I'm, in fact, I'm not sure any Democrats voted for it. I would have to look that up. She believed the Born Alive Survivors bill tried to make abortion illegal. Again, I'm not sure where she gets that because the name is Born Alive. The child is alive. The child is born. So I'm not sure why forbidding you to kill the child after it is born is making abortion illegal really has nothing to do with abortion. It makes infanticide illegal. So why Kamala Harris and other Democrats decided they wanted to oppose that, I have absolutely no clue, but they did. So that's kind of Kamala's stance on abortion. She has a 100% pro-choice voting record, which is not really surprising. Uh, that's something I think a lot of Democrats strive for nowadays because pro-life Democrats are kind of a thing of the past. 
So Kamala Harris clearly is very radical when it comes to abortion, but that's not really a deal breaker to be the Democratic nominee for vice president. Again, as I mentioned, that's kind of the status quo for Democrats now. They are going to vehemently oppose any restrictions to abortion. They want abortion on demand, and that's really kind of become the platform of the Democratic Party. Moving on, let's talk about Kamala Harris on health care. Obviously, health care is a major issue in the United States today. Since taking office, President Trump has been trying to scrap Obamacare because it is a disaster, but he's been trying to scrap it. The Republicans have tried to come up with something new. They have been unsuccessful for the last four years. That was one of the major campaign issues in 2016, and the Republicans have yet to fulfill that campaign promise. However, that's not the topic for today. Let's talk about Kamala Harris's view on health care. Originally, she supported Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All plan that completely eliminated any private option. Any private option was gone, and it was solely public. It was solely Medicare, the government-run health care. It would be completely socialized health care. So that's what she was for originally. She's kind of changed that, um, actually, in the last month. Now she wants a Medicare for All 10-year transition, and she wants a private option. Not really sure how you get a private option with Medicare for All. I really don't think that would work out very well. It would probably wreck the system even more than having only the public option. But I don't know. However, that's what she wants now. I think it's probably trying, she's trying to make herself appear more moderate to help Joe Biden win the election. So she's certainly for socialized health care. I think she probably still falls in line with Bernie Sanders on the issue, but again, she's trying to paint herself as a moderate now that she is the vice presidential nominee for the Democratic Party. But she's also on record saying she does want Medicare for all, even for illegal immigrants. So illegal immigrants should also be um, given health care by the United States for free. She believes any human being has the right to health care. So that's kind of her stance on that issue. To me, it's pretty radical. I think the Medicare for All plan, it, again, socializes medicine. People brag on the health care system in Canada, but don't realize that there are such long waits for something as serious as like heart surgery. A lot of people have to wait. A lot of people that can afford it in Canada and other countries where there is so socialized health care come to the United States for the procedure because our quality of health care is incredible and they can get it whenever they want. And that's important for serious operations. So that's the kind of health care system Kamala Harris wants in the United States. Again, I don't think it would work. I, I know it wouldn't work. It's a terrible idea. I think our health care system definitely needs reformed. Don't get me wrong. It definitely needs to be worked on. And I think that's something, again, President Trump and Republicans swore they would do in 2016, and they have yet to do that. I don't think that's going to go well for Trump, that particular issue, but I don't think that's going to necessarily decide the election at this point. Kamala Harris also opposed repealing the individual mandate, the part of Obamacare that mandates all people in the United States should have health care, all citizens at least should have health care, or they pay a tax penalty. That's going to go into one of my later points about Kamala Harris, how she is very authoritarian when it comes to government, and I think that's incredibly dangerous for any politician, doesn't matter what party, but it is very dangerous. 
she has made prescription prices a pretty big issue as well. And she's right. Prescription prices are too high, and that's something President Trump has combated during his first term. In fact, he signed executive orders that really made pharmaceutical companies very angry with President Trump. There's lawsuits over it and everything. But it lowered the price of drugs, especially of drugs like insulin, um, EpiPens, things that keep people alive. He signed executive orders making or forcing pharmaceutical companies to give that at a cheaper cost to Americans, and obviously they didn't like that because that hurts their pockets. So again, she's pretty radical on healthcare, but that's nothing new for the DNC. That's something they've been campaigning on since President Obama. Obamacare was really the first step towards socialized medicine. I think that's something the Democrat Party wants. So she's really meeting the status quo with regards to health care for the Democrat Party. So far, there's nothing really new that I think would not help Joe Biden in November. Well, I definitely think Kamala Harris is incredibly radical when it comes to the issues we've discussed to this point in the podcast. I don't think a lot of Democrats really care or are going to see it that way. Because again, this is kind of where the Democratic Party has gone in recent years. They've gone further and further left on these issues. And it's kind of commonplace to believe what Kamala Harris believes on the two topics we've discussed so far. I think it really starts to get interesting when you talk about Kamala Harris's stance on guns, especially given some of her more recent statements. For instance, during the presidential primaries when she was running for president, she said if she became president, she would give Congress 100 days to act on guns. And if in those 100 days she did not get the legislation she wanted passed, she would sign executive action. One of those executive orders would be to ban assault weapons. You may ask, what is an assault weapon? Well, it's probably whatever Kamala Harris decides is an assault weapon. But the key issue there is she said she would sign executive action, which is patently unconstitutional. First of all, the executive can't make law. That's for the legislature. She can try to say, well, this is a national emergency, but again, that it totally shreds the Second Amendment. It's issues like this, going back to President Obama's statement on Kamala Harris, where he said she has spent her entire career defending the Constitution. Eh, well, not so sure if you know she wants to totally scrap the Second Amendment using executive orders. Going hand-in-hand hand with the assault weapon ban, Kamala Harris wants to do a mandatory buyback for assault weapons. The idea there being, I turn in whatever she determines to be an assault weapon, and I get money for that weapon. Those, of course, have been wildly unsuccessful when done in American cities. And, of course, the idea there is, well, hey, you know, there's less guns in the street. There's going to be less uh, homicides by gun. There's going to be less violent crimes committed with guns. We all know that's not true because criminals don't obey the law and they're going to get a gun one way or the other. It's not like criminals go to a gun store and buy a gun, typically. Someone who's going to rob a bank is not going to go buy a gun from a gun store unless they are just the worst bank robber in the history of bank robbers. Gang members don't go to the gun store and be like, hey, you know, can I, can I get a Glock? No, that doesn't happen because they buy it from the street. They buy it already illegally. They don't have to get a background check because they buy it illegally. If you buy a gun legally, you have to have a background check with very few exceptions. And certainly, if you're going to buy a gun from a gun store, you're going to get a background check every single time. Kamala's stance on gun control really isn't super uncommon among Democrats, but it starts painting the picture that maybe she isn't quite as moderate as 
she says she is, and certainly not as moderate as Joe Biden is trying to paint himself to be. Joe Biden definitely believes there should be a restriction on assault weapons, but the common Democratic talking point is, well, we want universal background checks for those that are buying firearms, which of course, again, there's already background checks, so adding more background checks really isn't going to help anything. So while we all know additional background checks won't really do anything, that's kind of where the Democratic Party is. But Kamala Harris takes that a step further and wants to ban assault weapons, which isn't uncommon among Democrats, but she wants to do it by executive action, which is incredibly authoritarian and is patently unconstitutional, as I have said. And finally, we move on to Kamala Harris on crime. And this is something she says she's very proud of. As I mentioned, she's she was a prosecutor in San Francisco. Uh, she was attorney general of California for a time. So this is kind of her wheelhouse, if you will. The media has been painting Kamala Harris as pro-cop, which is interesting because I think today, in the current climate, that's not going to help her win any votes whatsoever. The media has been saying Kamala Harris is tough on crime. In fact, that's something she has said herself. She claims as a prosecutor she was tough on crime. And that's not necessarily false. She has reportedly imprisoned anywhere between 1,000 and 1,500 people for a marijuana charge, which is interesting because she has recently gone on a podcast laughing and joking about how she has smoked marijuana. So that part is hypocritical and probably is not going to help her win any votes. Kamala Harris has also been accused of keeping people in prison longer than they should be in prison because she wanted to use them for cheap labor in California, which... If that's true, I'm not saying it's true, I don't know enough about it to say whether it's true, but if it is, that is obviously incredibly unethical, and again, if that's tough on crime, that's not going to help her win any votes, she's not going to pull any conservative votes, and it's certainly not going to help her with more left-leaning votes. And as far as being pro-cop goes, she has said virtually nothing about the defund the police movement, about all these riots where officers are being injured, killed. As a matter of fact, she she compared immigration and custom enforcement agents to the KKK. So I'm not really seeing the whole pro-cop thing, but maybe that's just me. I think with these issues discussed, we start to see that Kamala Harris is not a pragmatic moderate, as the New York Times has said she is. Kamala Harris is deeply radical, and it undercuts everything Joe Biden has tried to paint himself as to this point. Again, Joe Biden has tried to paint himself as the moderate option, as the moderate option not only to... Donald Trump, but the moderate option in the Democratic Party. Joe Biden could not have possibly picked a more unlikable candidate unless, of course, he picked Hillary Clinton. I think this is a gift to the Trump campaign. I'm not the only one who thinks that. On Fox News, Ben Shapiro said President Trump should be overjoyed with Kamala Harris as the Democratic nominee for vice president. And he's right. Kamala Harris has a reputation for being a political opportunist and using any means necessary to get power. She has a history of using her allies and then discarding them, and I think that's probably what she has in mind for Joe Biden, because a Rasmussen poll shows that almost 50% of Democrats believe Joe Biden won't even finish his first term, which to me is incredible. That's how much they hate President Trump. They're willing to vote for a candidate they don't even think is going to finish his first term in office. But I think Kamala Harris also knows that, and I think she wants to use that to be the president, and I think it's probably a good strategy. I think if Joe Biden gets elected, Kamala Harris will be our president. And I think a Kamala Harris presidency is incredibly scary. But as things stand now, I think this is incredible for the Trump campaign. 
Of course, it's politics, and between now and November, anything can change. I don't think Kamala Harris is going to give Joe Biden any more votes than what he's already going to get. She certainly doesn't help pull in moderates, which is what Joe Biden probably desperately needs. We know a lot of moderate Democrats voted for Donald Trump in 2016, so the Democratic Party really needs to pull back those votes, and Kamala Harris certainly doesn't help the perception they had in 2016 that their party had left them in the dark. So I think when we're going to see this come into play is in swing states like Pennsylvania and Michigan. Obviously, both went to Donald Trump in 2016, but right now they're pulling for Joe Biden. But I don't, I don't think Kamala Harris is going to help that come election time. I don't think anyone is really surprised that Kamala Harris is joining the ticket. Joe Biden has said all along that he was going to select a woman of color as his vice presidential nominee, and he did. But she's certainly not going to pull any moderate votes. She's incredibly radical, and that's not going to help bring the moderates back into the Democratic Party. And I know this is said every election time, but I think it's actually true this time. If Joe Biden wins the presidency, it's going to change America for the foreseeable future. Because, again, I don't think Joe Biden's going to finish his first term. He's said himself he's definitely not going to go more than one term. He said he's a one-term president. He says he's a transitional figure. But I think Kamala Harris will be president if Joe Biden gets elected. And, again, that is something that scares the living daylights out of me. That is all I have for this episode. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to the first ever episode of Common Sense. Let's be honest, it only goes downhill from here. A little sneak preview at the next episode. We're going to be talking about riots and the attack on the American police officer, something that is very important to me, obviously, given my background. So I hope you will stay tuned for that. If you like the content of this episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button if you want to see more and be notified when a new episode is released.